You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. If they could see me now, that little gang of mine. You're listening to Fosse and Verdon from The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. Welcome, I'm Mo Brady. The kind of top draw, first rate chums I attract. All I can say is, wow, we look at where I am. Tonight I landed, pow, right in a pot of jam. This spring, FX is airing the limited television series Fosse Verdon. And as episodes have been released, the ensemblist is speaking to some of the artists with Broadway cred who helped make the series possible. In the final episode of Fosse Verdon, we see Gwen and Bobby back together to work on a pre-Broadway revival of Sweet Charity. Performing what it ends up being a watered-down version of Big Spender are many current Broadway dancers like Rosie Lonnie Fiedelman, Kate Bailey, Aaron Moore, Yesenia Ajala, Jamie Verzen, and Ariana Rosario. But leading the pack is today's guest, Kelsey Ann Griffin. Kelsey performed on Broadway herself in Bullets Over Broadway and Chicago. She's also played Detective Harper on TV's Gotham for two seasons. But for Fosse Verdon, she plays the real-life Debbie Allen. Allen is perhaps most beloved to musical theater lovers for playing Lydia in both the movie and TV versions of Fame. Today, she's known for her work as Dr. Catherine Avery on Grey's Anatomy. But she started as a Broadway baby, performing in Raisin, Ain't Misbehavin', Anita in the 1980 Broadway revival of West Side Story, and Charity in the Broadway revival of Sweet Charity. Recording from Actors Connections New York City Studios, I asked Griffin about her experience with Fosse and embodying an icon. Here's our conversation. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi. Hi. Would you introduce yourself and tell us your role on Fosse Verdon? Yes, my name is Kelsey Griffin, and I played the role of Debbie Allen on Fosse Verdon. And what was your relationship to Fosse's work prior to working on the series? Well, I um, was actually in Chicago the Musical on Broadway for two years. That was like my master class in Fosse, basically. You know, I got to work with the greats of, you know, like there's some really heavy hitters still in that show on stage killing it every night. So and so I, fe- I fell in love with that movement through that show, obviously, like from a kid and knowing all of his stuff and do it. But, but to actually be around people that were in original productions and to move that way learning from those women on that stage was a very awesome experience you are i mean what i would call a success story in terms of being (laughs) a triple threat right you have been a broadway dancer you have acted in television shows that don't have any musical theater (laughs) to them so you really are i'm i'm intrigued like did this opportunity did this audition come to you from the dance side or Mm -hmm. the acting side um it came from the acting side there was no, like, choreography audition. It was like, here's a song, do it, and, like, improv. So you did, We've heard a lot about, like, big dance calls for Fosse Verde. Yeah, and yeah. You, you didn't you No, didn't it was just that. me and the casting assistant in a room. Wait, what were you improv <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I It just said improv. So they, like, played, like, it wasn't even a piano player. It was literally, like, You're improv dance. Dance. So they gave you sides. They gave me sides, so it went... I started with the song, mm-hmm. and it was not a piano, again, a press play. Oh, my goodness. No piano player. Press play, intro to, you know, if they could see me now. You sang the song, like the 16-bar cut or whatever, and then it was like, okay. And then did it go, it was like a little dance break. You improv while you sang, and then it went right into the scene with the casting assistant and the camera. It's pretty low-key. <laughs> well, at least you had all of that sort of Fosse vocabulary in your back pocket, yeah. you know. You, yeah, <laughs> it was not like, it wasn't like so intimidating. Like, you know, I knew I knew where that world was. It's a small, it's one of those really small rooms at, at Telsey, so it's very small. There's no, there's no kicking, there's no, tur- it was very controlled. So you get the offer for one episode? I get a whole I, it wasn't even an opera. They're like, is she available type of thing. Right. In musical so. theater, we have sort of this moment that is, if it's not the cast list on the call board, it feels sort of if, like that. You get yes. a call from yes. a person. It's like, you did it. Yeah. But this is much more like maybe, 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 maybe. maybe. Yeah. Ugh. It's like three calls. Like, okay, you're still on hold. Okay, we're going back and forth. Okay, we haven't heard anything yet. Like, it's a very back and forth until you get the final offer. And then even when you get the final offer, like my agent calls, like, okay, you booked it. You still have to wait for the paper offer to come in because word of mouth means nothing until you get the actual offer offer. Oh, this business. (laughs) So Uh, it's crazy, the back and forth. So the offer was for one episode? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when did you get the paper offer? Yeah. And did you rehearse like here in Midtown or were you going to the studios? Mm -hmm, No, we were right at Midtown at one of those random Ripley Greer's. Midtown, yeah. That's where all the glamour happens. Yeah. So you have rehearsal with Susie Meisner? Susie Meisner and Brandon and Lammy, they call her. (laughs) Marianne Lamb. Yeah, she's just, they were just, the three of them together were like awesome. And then it was even cooler because Mimi um, Quillen was in the room as well, who is the Fosse legacy, was Fosse's like assistant on Sweet Charity. It was like a dream because I walked in and like, I'm like, 
I know, that's Mimi. I'm like, oh, my God. And she was, Susan and, and her crew were kind of on the back burner. It was mostly me and Mimi the whole time, like, going through the stuff because she was like, this is what we did. This is how we worked it with Debbie because so, she taught Debbie. So it was like, from, like, my inner, like, child musical theater nerd, I don't think I had, like, grasped what was really happening, you know? Like, right. I was like, I'm literally, this woman literally, I'm, I'm learning it through her. And she would, she would pop in. She had this awesome Gwen Verdon impersonation so she'd pop into like her Gwen Verdon voice which obviously she knows it best because she was literally around her and had all these awesome stories and she would just pop in and like she would like start doing like a little like move from whatever show she was talking about and you're just like that is that movement there are very few people that can literally do it so naturally and effortlessly and she just literally was just doing like a little hip and it was just like not only is the style of movement, I mean, it is something you can learn. Yes. Like yes. ballet. Yes, absolutely. Technique. It's its own technique. But when it is part of sort of your essence of who you are as a dancer, the people learned how to dance differently. Yes. In the 60s in the, and 70s yes. than they do now. And it's very apparent. It was some, wasn't something that she was taught. It was something that she just always had. It was breathtaking. She would dance. I danced. We danced together, and she walked me through the whole thing. And it was like maybe like three hours. The scene in the show, the um, that you know that was in the script, was about Fosse and Verdant, like on that last like moment of like realizing that it was always each other that mm -hmm. they loved. And so she would tell about like just the spark between the two of them and the things that he would say and how because she was really close with Gwen. So tell me about Debbie Allen. What's you, what are your memories of Debbie Allen prior to booking this job? I mean, so many. <laughs> I mean, besides like fame and sure. like, well, also because I was super into the show because I went to performing arts high school. Mm -hmm. So when I was like preparing for that experience, I was like watching everything I could because my school actually, it's not LaGuardia, I did, I did not from New York, but it, it looks like also the fame building in the like the same so like I was like I'm going to fame like I'm I'm literally going to fame like right. this is like the coolest thing ever so, you know once I started learning the history and all of the roles that she did she was an inspiration it was like oh this is what I want to do the longevity of her career is something to truly aspire to the longevity and the ebb and flow of what she's been able to create for herself is is awesome so I definitely it's something I admired and I just it I don't think it really hit me what I was doing. I was trolling your Instagram before we're our interview and you tagged her and she commented she on commented your Instagram. commented on my picture, which was like... And, and it was so effusive. I yeah. mean, her comment was just like, I'm so excited to see you. Yeah, it was so play. lovely. And then she like reposted it on her story. Like, you never know if people are going to see it, but I wanted her to know that I was, you know, out here and like, I'm, I hope that I did her proud, you know, representing her on screen because... So talk about playing... A real life person. In a, in an essence, I, I'm we're very similar, so it really wasn't hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I have very similar characteristics, very similar voice, like that type of thing. So it was pretty easy to kind of tap into. But they were kind of guiding you to being very realistic and honest to who Debbie was as a person and her spunk and her you know her fire that she had. They really wanted me to bring that out. And you're gathering that from. Watching so much fame, you're gathering that watching from so their stories, yes. you're watching that. And then from... I did like the deep dive into Sweet Charity, you know, because there's all that footage of her doing the show. So like I deep dive into that and just to Wh see. Where did you see it? Is it on YouTube? Or there's it... there's some clips on YouTube. I did actually, I also did the. Oh yeah, the Library yeah, Performing the... Arts at Lincoln Center. Yes, yes, I did that too. Just to like see, because I, you know, there's there's no way to really know. And there there is some stuff on YouTube, but it's kind of limited. One of my, also my inspirations for that was the, the famous scene with her in. 
Gwen Verdon, because that was also what that scene was about, was the difference between Debbie Allen and Gwen Verdon. So that scene in Fame where they're dancing back and forth, that like dance battle that they have. Yes. So that was also like something I really pulled from because that was something they really wanted to accentuate was the difference between the way that these two women moved. How much of the story and the sort of the context of what's going on in the scene is a conversation that's happening with you versus things you're just imbuing from yeah. this situation. So it was a little bit of both. I did get like a little bit of guidance. Like it is about establishing the history of their relationship with just a look. I was getting some bits of that information, but I also was just gauging off of how it was being set, how it was being staged. I was watching it and I was like, that's a weird acting challenge because it's the, you are the forefront of the scene. Yeah. And yet it is the, penultimate moment mm-hmm. of an eight episode mm-hmm. mini series about these two other people who are also in the scene. Yeah. As soon as he was there and had the, you know, like the hair and the the shirt and he got in his pose and he, it, you know, there was just like this heightened energy. Um, so it, being on, on the, like the later part of that scene and just watching, it was really easy to just watch because I felt like I was just really being taught a lesson, a great lesson, <laughs> you know, in all a- in acting and in like it just storytelling. <laughs> so how many days did you film? We were there for one day. Man. One okay. day in and out. And yeah. where did you film? We were at a college upstate. And they made a joke how they were running out of theaters. Like they had to go upstate because they were running out of theaters to <laughs> film in. <laughs> right. Because you can't just like go to a Broadway theater and mm-hmm. film. There's there's sets there. There's Unions are expensive. There's yeah. lots of reasons why that's cost yeah. prohibitive. Yep. You get into hair and makeup. Like what's yeah. what happens? Well, so they were, I will say that the team and the costume and the hair people were incredible and really wanted everything to be authentic. So I actually had to go to Silver Cup the day before to start prepping my hair because that wasn't my hair Mm -hmm. and the thing. It was a full, it wasn't a wig. It was a full weave, a full sew-in so that they could cut it and shape it the way that they, the way that Debbie Allen had her hair. So I had to go in and prep for like three hours before and just get my hair braided down. So I was like, oh, they're taking this seriously. Like they're not half-stepping anything. So when I show up that day, I had to show up really early before, like before a lot of people showed up because it, my hair was going to take about like five or six hours. And then they had to, it was like the dilemma of the hat, you know, the top hat oh, sure. had to be big enough to fit everything and fit all of the extra hair. Like it was a, it's a process. Mm-hmm. There's so many details that go into it that you don't think about, but literally just someone picking out which hat I'm going to wear was a whole thing about sending assistance to the right hat shop to make sure it was the right size and the right look. And Michelle's head was smaller than mine, so we had to have two different hats, so we kept changing them out every time the cameras were off. So there was not a lot of downtime. It was like I was sitting around for a long time, but I was getting my hair, to, you know, so. So is that the only thing they filmed all day? No, we were the first scene up, and then after we wrapped, I know that they were shooting that big spender one. Mm-hmm. They were shooting that in the same... And is that your first rehearsal with Michelle and Sam? Mm-hmm. And how long is that? Maybe fifteen minutes. While the while the um, you know the cameras get set up and because it's not it's not so much a rehearsal. It's really more for where the cameras are going to be. It was like rehearsing with the the inner ear things, and because Alex was there, so you know Alex Lackmore was there, mm-hmm. and so he was playing the piano for us. So it was kind of it was more of a rehearsal, like with him. And then Michelle and like us getting our groove. But we maybe ran through it like from front to back. Maybe twice. And how many times did you film it? It's like from all the different angles. So like the cameras start behind first. So you do the cameras behind for a solid two hours. So you're, I probably 
sang that song probably about 40 times. And that was my question. So it, it is live. It's live. And so you've got the in-ear. I have the in-ear. Some oh. of it was a body mic. Some of it was in-ear mic. So it was a lot of times where I couldn't, the piano wasn't playing out loud. It was just an inner ear mic. And same for Michelle. We all had inner ears to hear the piano. What's like when you close your eyes, What was what's the thing you're like, I can't believe I got to do this. Or, I can't believe I had this interaction. Mm. Towards the end of the day, shooting, we kept kind of going over the last like moments of the scene where like we were just talking and Sam was talking to me and we were you know going through that little piece of the scene. And I'm sitting there and you're having a moment. I was having a moment. I was like, I am in a scene with Sam Rockwell. Like he's staring, he is sitting across from me. And watching him work is breathtaking because he is so genuine. He is so smart. Every take was different. Every take, every take was different. And I don't, we shot it at least 30 times. I don't know how he was able, everything was different every time, which is really hard to do when you're doing the same thing over, over and over again. So I think there were moments where I was standing on stage and, and the cameras were on me. I do remember this one part. It was like one of the final times we shot it and the cameras were behind me and they were getting my coverage of me listening to Sam give me like direction. And I was like, man, this is cool like this like <laughs> this does not get any from some you watch on tv and you're like oh i would love to work with him one day to when you're actually standing on stage working with him it's one of those moments that you just you just can't re- like replace so that's probably one of my favorite like wow <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to Kelsey Ann Griffin for sharing her stories with us this week. You can learn more about her and how to connect with her online by visiting our website, theensemblist.com. The Ensemblist was produced today by me, Mo Brady. You can help others find out about The Ensemblist by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Super easy. Just open up your app, click on the episode you're in right now, and click the stars, whatever you feel. One to five. Whatever makes you happy. You can also download episodes wherever you get your podcasts or at theensemblist.com. Also, follow us on Instagram to see the latest posts from our website where we share the stories of talented artists working in Broadway ensembles every day. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.